No one ever saw this coming, but here we are, bonded forever by the same ex-husband. Once arch enemies and now partners in crime, we journey to the edge of sanity to uncover the dark truth about our ex-husband. My name is Athena. And I'm Amber. And we are the creators of X-Wives Undercover. This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of the people involved. I was excited to meet Amber and thank her for all the nice and thoughtful things she had done with Sydney and for her. I repeatedly would give Ben messages to pass along to Amber and was a bit bummed that she wasn't reciprocating my friendly gestures. I finally pressed the fact that I wanted to meet this woman with Ben and he was now engaged so it only felt right that we should meet each other. Amber, after all, would be Sydney's stepmom. I finally get Ben to invite Amber to Sydney's gymnastics practice. Finally! Yay! I get to meet her. At the gymnastics practice, I quickly put two and two together and realized that something was seriously off. Not only was Amber not friendly towards me, she would barely look me in the eye. I knew Ben must be behind this. But why? Wouldn't he want everyone to get along? None of this was making sense. Ben had done so many horrible and awful things to me over these past six years that the last thing I thought he would ever do was to stir up bad blood between Amber and I. Wasn't he afraid that if he was a jerk to me regarding her, that I actually might tell her all of the horrible things he had done to me during our relationship and our marriage? I mean, I definitely didn't want to do anything to make them break up. I finally had some peace in my life. After thinking about it for a while, it hit me. Holy shit. That motherfucker. It was all starting to make sense now. Ben was already laying the groundwork to cover his ass with Amber. I called him out immediately. I knew how slimy and sneaky Ben could be. Of course, he denied my accusations at first, but within a short time, his story started developing cracks, and I was starting to see right through him. The floodwaters were rising, and Ben would need to act quickly before the dam broke. I was getting a feeling that something was up, but it confirmed yeah. it completely. The way that you reacted and that I just knew because I knew his past. I knew what a scheming, manipulative liar he was. And so all of a sudden it just clicked and I I just knew. Did you think that me and you were yeah. at war or that I just didn't like you and I was falling for his lies? Like what was your, you were kind of just doing your thing. I think you went to Hawaii with Brad and just, yeah. you were doing your yeah. thing, but- I you didn't I realize all the drama that was going on behind yeah. the scenes, like so, with the rape or you didn't know any of that. I did. I, I thought I was more at war with Ben and not you as much. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was very obvious to me that he was just manipulating you and lying to you. So again, because I'd been through it for so many years, it kept me from judging you so much because I'd be calling myself an idiot, right? It took me so long. And so I, I felt so frustrated. I felt so defeated. I was so angry, but I knew my my anger was more so with him Mm because I knew that he was feeding you a bunch of lies. And I was at that first, those first few months, I actually felt emotional about it. Um, I remember talking to him to where I actually cried and I said, mm-hmm. how 
could you have done all of those things to me? And then turned around and told this woman the most horrible things about me. And it, that it was the first time, not the first time, but it emotionally affected me um, because it was still so soon, the hurt and the embarrassment. It was hard for me to wrap my mind around. I mean, and you didn't even know the extent of what he was saying either. Yeah. What he did with um, his friends and the lies and their, you know, the wives and the girlfriends and like that, all of it was just like, wow. And even after all that, wow. What did he say say for himself? Did he deny it? He denied it. He denied it. 100% denied it. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to confuse him with my emotions, meaning that it was affecting mm. me that I cared about him. Exactly. But I'm a sensitive person and it was hard yeah. for me to wrap my mind around a human that could be so hurtful after all of those crazy things he did try to get me back. And then like, and then just tear my me and my life apart. And then again, I'm sitting here doing nothing. And then you flip your disgusting stories onto me. Wow. I was just, I think I was honestly shocked that a human being could be so Mm. disgusting. The big day was here and I was finally going to meet the ex-wife from hell that I've been hearing about for the last two and a half months. I quickly hurried home after work to change clothes and retouch my hair and makeup because like any woman... There was no way I was going to let the first impression of myself be a disheveled mess. Let's be real. I didn't want Athena to take one look at me and think he downgraded. What you did not know was that I had made sure for the second or third time that I was reaching out and extending an invitation because I was really excited to meet you. Um, And so later, now reading your chapter is kind of fun because clearly he never sent you any of my messages. I didn't even think about the fact that maybe right. you were the one that invited right. me because he never said anything. I had a 40 minute drive home. I'm like racing because yeah. I didn't want you to think I was like, Oh, I for sure got ready before I met you. you know? too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. So I was like, Oh my God, I got to go home. I got to get out of my office clothes. I got to usually my hair and makeup. So she doesn't think he downgraded. I mean, right. All the important stuff. So I flew, flung on some clothes, tried to do my hair and makeup the best I could just so I could turn around <laughs> and backtrack and go back yes. to Kirkland to her her meet. I was running late, so Ben and Sydney couldn't wait for me and left separately. He did, however, call me on the way over and prep me for what was to come. Ben reminded me that Athena was an awful human being, and so even though she will appear friendly, it was all a show, completely fake. He also told me that he didn't want us to associate in any way with her and her boyfriend while we were there. Damn, I thought. This is going to be so awkward. Not to mention, I had already heard absolutely horrible things about Athena from Ben's friends and family. I was actually a little bit scared of this woman. She seemed like the devil, according to all of these people. I think that probably what Ben did was pit the both of you against each other with those specific aspects of what the other one would have liked about the other one. Like how you and I first met and we were opposites but we really got along really well. I think that you and Athena are more similar, but like, but different. You were more understated, you know, beautiful in a, in a more natural way. And she was just more like bold, right? 
it's always that reverse psychology, I feel. So, like, even though she didn't want him, there's this new chick that came out of nowhere that now is going to be a part of your daughter's life. I can't imagine she was that happy. Yeah. And also, you know, she was basically the first one with him. So it's not like there's any reference to anything else. What if she had this feeling like, well, he was a giant mess with me. There were a lot of stuff that happened and a lot of, you know, crazy things and had a kid and all this stuff. What if she felt like you thought, or maybe even she thought that you could be the one to fix him? What if you were the one who tamed him and made him a good person because you are a good person? Just as predicted, we stayed on one side of the venue and Athena and Brad on the other. Poor Sydney must have felt the tension because she got stage fright and refused to participate. No matter what we said, she just wasn't having it. I'm not really sure why I was the chosen one that day, but for whatever reason, she didn't want mom or dad, and instead she wanted me to come down on the mat and stay with her. In order to get her, that meant I had to walk right by the ex-wife, you know, the one I was strictly forbidden to speak with. Well, this sucked. I didn't want to be rude. That's not really my style, but I also didn't want to piss off Ben. So I tried my best to just keep my gaze on the ground as I passed them. But once Sydney was feeling better and it was time to make my way back up, Athena and Brad stepped in front of me to block my path. I had no choice but to confront their outreached hands and smiling faces. I politely smiled and said, nice to meet you, and I kept walking. God, I remember feeling like such an asshole. I could feel the piercing stare from Ben's direction. You know, don't yes. talk to her. Um, stay, like, we're just going to stay far apart. Um, and just know that she's super fake and that if she does approach us, it's all for show. It's for all the, the other parents around here to see her because she wants everyone to think she's... It's so funny because we didn't even know any just, of the parents. Like, yeah. if you notice, we never talked right. to anybody. Yeah. He made it seem like you were all about yeah. presence. And you had this new business and you were so full of yourself and you're high and mighty and you own this city and everyone <laughs> loves me. And so he just kind of was like, it's it's fake. Yeah, yeah. he set it up perfectly. Friend, yeah. She's fake. Yeah. And he's like, not to mention, of course, she... she you know, posted that picture of herself in our wedding. And I told her that was completely inappropriate and how dare she. And he probably blah, loved blah, blah. it. So I just kind of knew the rules. Yeah. Drama because it played right into his. See, she's evil. Maybe she still likes um, me. Storyline. Oh my God. God. He probably totally did. You know, I know. So yeah. So when we got there, I just, it was nerve wracking. Cause you're just like, this is so awkward. I know awkward like I could see you guys and you're I didn't even notice you were walking towards us because I try to just not make eye contact so I had no idea that you were trying to approach so us or funny. anything I know um, so then you go down yeah to see Sydney and then on your way back yeah. up yeah so she was having yeah. a meltdown remember she was like she didn't want to participate I think she was just nervous because her dad brought someone her mom had her boyfriend she did she, she was, was so and- nervous because this yeah. is before I realized all the stuff was going down, like all the lies that he was prepping her with too, not just you, but her. They both seemed friendly enough. I mean, hey, I'd rather take nice and fake than mean and unfriendly any day. I thought I made it through this incredibly awkward first meeting, but then I heard a woman say something from behind me as we walked to our cars. 
Congratulations on your engagement. It was Athena. Honestly, it felt really weird and the timing was super off. I mean, I was walking way ahead of her and not even looking in her direction. My gut instinct said that she said it for Ben's benefit, not mine. You could literally cut the tension between those two and whatever was going on, I definitely didn't care to be a part of. I was also still reeling from the wedding gown picture that she had posted just three days prior on Facebook, so in that moment, her comment just didn't go over well with me. I remember just looking over my shoulder and glancing her way and half-smiled, Thank you. I'm sure that wasn't the response she wanted. That was the last time I would see Athena for months. Instead, I would continue to hear all the drama she was causing behind the scenes to make Ben's life hell. At this point, I still was not given her phone number and she mine, or just permission in general to communicate at all. And looking back, I should have demanded that from Ben and that we all try and sit down and have open, honest communication. But Athena didn't seem to be making any demands from her side either. After the big wedding dress debacle, I did feel like I needed to keep tabs on her, and the only way I could do that was by monitoring her social media. I kept her blocked on my personal profiles, but did create a fake account that I would check every once in a while. As his partner, I wanted to help and support him, so I would suggest ways that we could create some healthy boundaries with Athena. And literally, for the next year, I was constantly researching ways to minimize high-conflict parenting, talking co-parenting apps, parallel parenting, and techniques like gray rocking. I really, really wanted to solve this situation so we could all just be happy. After doing some research online, I found an app called Our Family Wizard that was recommended by the courts and would hopefully limit the number of co-parenting problems. But that idea blew up in my face when we received our first message from Athena. It said, when is your first lung cancer treatment? I'll be there. And for transparency purposes, we both had access to the app, so when I read the message, I was in complete shock. And in a follow-up message, Athena mentioned he was in stage three. But how could that be? He was the epitome of health. We talked about before I have every right to want to know if, you know, he sat me down, he asked me to meet him at a restaurant, and... Um, it, it was like this Thai restaurant and he tells me that he has lung cancer. He, I knew that he was with you at that point. So I do know that he told me that you knew, um, but that he wasn't telling any of his family members cause he didn't want anybody to know. Not. Yeah. And so I, so I ended up pursuing it and saying, you know, if you're, he finally gave me like a medical document and pulled out the sheet. I took a photo of it when he... And without him knowing at one point, and I sent it off, I can't find it anywhere. Oh, but I looked that up and researched shit out of it. And however he edited it, he messed it up because it was hard to find exactly what it was. It was like small cell, there's small cell and large cell. Um, I mean, he does his coma. research when he says mm -hmm. he has something yeah. or whatever. He, he does his research. So it didn't completely add up okay. though. The time frame, one's slow, yeah. slow growing, one's fast growing. So did you, uh, how did you leave things? I, like, I got teary. Keep me, I got teary. It's yeah. the first time he lied about having cancer and I knew he was happy with you. So the fact that he was sharing this with me, I felt like, and then he had this medical document. Yeah. I, at this point, I've never seen the fake medical documents. 
And so I thought it was true. Once I started realizing that he wasn't being honest with you, the gymnastics stuff, the way you acted, I started picking up on stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. something's up. And what's going on? And you're needing attention clearly, but why? And so mm -hmm. I actually finally got him to tell me the truth and I recorded it. I have a voice recording of oh, it admitting. him saying he didn't have, oh, actually, I think yeah. you might've sent me that before. I tried to upload I it to the, to I uploaded like, it to the family or? wizard. And he would get on there before oh. you couldn't delete it over and over. Oh, he deleted it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Times. I was gonna say like, I never saw it. He's like, you travel. Yeah. He was so angry. That's why I was so angry all the times because I was uploading so much more than oh. you ever saw. No, yeah, and he made us take down the our family. And that's why. First, he had a possible cancerous stomach tumor, and now I'm finding out that he has stage three lung cancer. See, Amber, he would say, this is what I'm talking about, and a perfect example of what I've had to deal with for years with this woman. She's trying to cause trouble and clearly making shit up. I'm perfectly healthy, and I promise you, I do not have cancer. And honestly, it did seem completely ridiculous. She would say something like that. We went to the gym multiple times a week. I was around him 24-7 and never noticed one thing that would indicate he was sick. One point for Ben on this one. And to drive his point about Athena being the root cause of all the drama, he told me that he was going straight to the court on Monday morning and filing a restraining order. She would pay for all the problems she was causing, he told me. He came home that night with the order in hand and the first of many legal documents he would show me over the years to demonstrate how serious he was about forcing her to respect us, our family, and to give a clear message that her drama wouldn't be tolerated anymore. Little did I know that he never actually served her with the order and it never went through in the courts. We just need to do a third party and that's it because obviously you can't handle me and I can't handle you and that's just how it is and you can't handle because of your lies like you said previously well, no, and the I, thing is i want to just I, get listen, those squashed listen. squash them they're gonna haunt you they're gonna follow you forever you know like just admit that you don't have cancer what did you have a freckle removed a mole removed is it that simple stop please no you need to say it I'm not you are my daughter's father, and if you need to stop with the lies, and if if it is the truth, this is your chance to say, Athena, I don't have cancer, period. I'm not dying, okay? Leave it at that. No, I'm not going to leave it at that. I want to know the truth. This has to do with our child. This isn't me being concerned about you stalking you to see if you have cancer. I need to know if I need to mentally prepare and financially prepare for my daughter, who okay, is only no, five. It's been handled, okay? It's been handled and dressed. So you do not have cancer? No, I do not have cancer, okay? So don't worry about it. So you lied the whole time? No, I did not lie. Well, I figured you did, so... I did not lie about anything, okay? Listen. Why did you tell me you, you had it then? I think you did it listen. to try to get me back. That's why you did it. No. I think you did. Stop. For sympathy. Stop. I feel like you're, like, like you're plotting something right now. Just stop. I said stop. This isn't what's important right now. You don't need to worry about that. So leave it alone. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, you keep dragging on and on. If you want to hear an answer, and I tell you, leave it. Be honest with Amber. What lies, what other lies did you tell her? 
None. Well, you're Not running now. away. You're running away from more than just that. I know the lies. No. You probably told no. her I took all your money, your savings, or she thinks you have some no, big I savings didn't. account. No, like I didn't. Okay. At all, all right. actually. We just don't look. Like I said, this order might have been the best thing that ever happened. I'm going to call her to testify. I'm going to call Lexi to testify. Listen, I listen, have text messages listen. from you with everything. I have pictures. I have everything. I have okay. voicemails. Yeah. Listen. What? I just told you. I'm going to go cancel it, okay? I don't want this ruining everything. You don't want it ruining everything. it for you. What's for you. I don't want it ruining for everything. Yeah, you want me to be, be honest and be selfish right now and say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It will probably ruin my life. I, chances are I... I this is probably my last shot of, of happiness with Amber, realistically, before I completely lose it. And if I lost this, I don't know. But I, I would probably, I don't know what I'd do, honestly. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. But I, I don't want to. Don't you think she deserves somebody better? <sighs> I mean, you've lied to her this whole time. Do you even love her? Okay, then why don't you quit lying to me about that and quit lying to her about stuff and just be honest and be happy and move on. It's exactly what I wanted I want for to. you. I want to. No sooner did I meet Athena's boyfriend, Brad, did they break up, and then I got to see single Athena in action. Going out all the time, posting lots of glamorous selfies, and this was according to all the pictures she posted on social media, of course. I can't say this was a super great feeling, especially with the knowledge in the back of my head of all the inappropriate comments Ben told me she said to him. And now, remember when I explained in the last episode how Ben told me that Athena had brought a revolving door of men around his daughter? Well, this is when that started happening, and I experienced it with my own eyes. I remember Sydney coming home one night and said something about going to Bible study. Hmm, that's weird. I thought to myself, since when does Athena go to church? I asked Ben later after Sydney went to bed, and he promptly replied, she doesn't, and she never has. She's introduced my daughter to yet another man. Well, the next day, FBI Amber hopped on Facebook, and lo and behold, Athena had publicly tagged this man in her post. His name was Nate. She also tagged him in another post about taking the kids to the park together. I just remember thinking she literally just broke things off with Brad as far as I knew, so this was a very new relationship and the kids were already involved. Maybe Ben was right. I kept tabs on the new couple over the next few weeks and it turns out it was a very short-lived relationship because Nate posted a new woman and a big announcement that they were engaged that summer. And I also noticed that Athena had promptly deleted him off her friends list. Ben reminded me about how Athena had introduced him to Lexi after just two months of dating, and now she was doing it with Sydney. I couldn't help but feel worried. I didn't know Athena nor her character, so from the outside, it didn't look good. Another point for Ben. Now, I will take this moment to tell you all that I was completely wrong. Big surprise, right? Athena is an amazing and wonderful mother, and I have personally seen how good she is with all her children. This is a perfect example of what happens when people aren't communicating, and as a result, jump to conclusions that maybe aren't quite right or could be easily explained away if asked. Spring turned to summer, and we jumped on the opportunity to move to a bigger unit in our complex. It even had a cute small backyard for Sydney to play and later our new puppy, Boogie. 
We had an amazing summer just being together. My family and friends came to visit on several occasions, and we held a huge fifth birthday party for Sydney. I want to make it clear that while I'm highlighting some of the red flags and issues that were popping up, there were some very good times that outshined the bad during this time, and really throughout our entire five-year relationship. When it was good with me and Ben, it was really good, and that is why it made it easier for me to stay on so many occasions. My family also noticed the very kind things Ben did as well. For instance, my nephew Bradley began having some mental health issues which turned into drug addiction. And without even blinking an eye, Ben offered for him to move up to Seattle and live with us so he could mentor Bradley back to health, help boost his self-esteem, and just generally set him on the right track. And if my parents needed anything, he would drop everything to lend a helping hand. This was simply not the actions of a bad man, right? Ben um, offered to have him come and live with you guys in Seattle. And I remember he talked about, you know, I'll, I'll take him to the gym. I'll help him work out. I'll try to, you know, I'll just try to help him. And that was very touching. I, I thought that was a really nice thing for him to not even know Bradley very well and be offering to take him in and take him under his wing and help him. And I'm glad it didn't work out because it would obviously have not been a good situation, but the offer was a really kind offer. And and who knows, maybe he was genuine. I think he really was, honestly. Like it, I remember that. And I'm kind of glad you bring that up because I know we talk very poorly of Ben throughout the podcast, but there was moments and yeah and that's what kept me there too because I saw those moments yeah and I remember like it was so hard on all of our family trying to get Bradley help and we had just come to our wits end and he didn't even hesitate he was like no he's gonna move here I will go drive there I will go pick him up I will work with him and get him mentally and physically you know better and it wasn't even a second thought he just did it and he, he did that with mom and dad too like I remember one summer their air conditioning went out and Ben like was adamant they can't you know your dad with his health issues he can't be in that hot house and we drove to multiple stores looking for air conditioners and mm-hmm. we ended up going to Walmart and we had these high power fans and we had these chairs for the backyard and oh I don't know we gotta make sure they're comfortable so that was genuine Th- those were yeah. things that people aren't seeing in our story is these kind gestures where you know that inside somewhere there's this good person yeah well that's the thing about mental mental illness is you know there's a lot of terrible bad things that come along with it but it doesn't mean that the person doesn't have any good good qualities at all or that they're not capable of being genuinely kind and caring to another human being he showed many, many of times, I think, that he could be very kind and caring. It's just, unfortunately, he wasn't able to follow through on a lot of his good intentions because of, you know, his, his mental health that took him down a lot of dark paths. With that said, I still was very perceptive to certain things not adding up and started questioning. For instance... Ben had talked extensively about building a dream home in Woodenville while he was with Athena. 
He would go into great detail about the sport court with professional turf in the backyard and the winery the property backed up to and the custom features he had specifically picked out. But when I asked him to drive by the house, he would always say no and have an excuse why we couldn't, saying that it just brought up too many bad memories. I started poking around and asked a real estate friend of mine to look into it and was told that Ben had never owned a property in Washington State. So I went to him and asked him, what's this all about? He quickly had an answer and said that he put the title to the property under his business name. Now, I didn't know the name of his side business at this time, so I just kind of left it alone for the time being. And honestly, I could care less about whether or not he owned a big, beautiful home that backed to a winery, but what I did care about was him being truthful to me. And these little white lies started adding up, and it was concerning. You know, she's so awful, and I'm sitting there letting her stay in this dream house of mine that backs to a vineyard, and it's so beautiful, and blah, 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 and I work so hard for this house, and I'm just thinking you're the devil. Like a lot of details that he just pulls out of his house. Oh, I mean, he's so detail-oriented. That's why I was like, this couldn't be a lie. He's gives me specific information. Yeah, the only thing that he, he pulls pieces is that the home that I owned in Kirkland, it overlooked Chateau Saint-Michel. And that's what he so, said. That's, that's the winery. That's the Kirkland. That's yeah, the winery. But not, but not the one in Woodenville. Yes. Or not, I mean, that wasn't, yeah, it was the, our, my Kirkland home. So, and you've been there. So yes. We can yeah, hear so he's obviously all the concerts it. and stuff. And it was fine. And, but yep. we didn't like, I went in this grand home that backed up to like the grapevines, you know. Right, what I mean? right. This is where my my undercover yes things started because I knew you were. That's why I try to send you subliminal that way. notes and hints. Yes, it was this custom everything in his house, and that uh, um, it was just his dream house, and he spent so much time designing it and all this stuff. Like the house and in then, Fremont that never existed, right? Exactly. Wow, he really and does so, recycle stories. Yes. Yeah. But he, and he so I was like, oh, okay. Involved. And so yes. I remember him saying it was close by your house and we had gone to pick up Sydney one day and I was like, can we just drive by the house? I'm so, I'd like to see it. And he would not drive by. And I'm like, oh. why? And he kept saying, it's just too many bad memories. Just, I don't want to be reminded. Um, and so then I'm like, oh, okay. And then we'd talk about it later and I'd be like, probably well, see searching the MLS looking for a house that sounded right. similar to like drive yeah. you by. By the end of the summer, I was also getting really frustrated about the lack of wedding planning. And ever since the engagement, Ben never said a word about it, nothing. And every time I'd bring it up, he would have an excuse of some sort about why plans have stalled and just reassure me that he'd step it up and get the process moving along, but that never happened. And having just turned 37 years old, I also knew that time was ticking if we wanted to start a family. Ben said he wanted two more kids, so I took it upon myself to speak with a fertility doctor in late August. Naively, I thought I still had plenty of time. So when the results didn't come out positive, I was completely blindsided and devastated. In so many words, the doctor said that I had about half the number of follicles that other women my age had, and that if we wanted to have children, we couldn't wait any longer and might possibly have to do IVF. I cried all the way home that day. I can't get anything out of you. You don't say, I don't even know, like life just went on and he just forgot about that he put a ring on my finger and that he had told all of his family and friends that we were going to get married that summer. 
So I'm like, hello, hello. And so I'm getting more and more frustrated. Like, are we doing this or no? Okay, but you also want to have two boys. So I just turned 37 and I'm like, we better like check to see if I'm good. I've never been pregnant. I don't know if it's going to be hard to get pregnant. Um, I don't really know anything about this. And so I made an appointment and they checked my hormone levels. And he was like, uh... And I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, and he's like, I'm going to send you to a fertility doctor. <laughs> I was devastated. I remember bawling coming home because I was so in shock. How did he react? He didn't even act like any big deal. Any big deal. Oh, whatever. It'll be fine. He doesn't. He acted mm. like he didn't even trust the doctor. When the doctor said it's urgent that you guys need to do this. Because like, he's a narcissist who thinks he's invincible. I that you pregnant. You know, and I kept telling him like that's not how it works then i was like okay well do we not want to spend thousands of dollars on a wedding if we potentially are going to have to be spending that on ivf that was the very beginning of any time there would be any kind of tiff or argument between me and ben he would take my pictures down off social media and he'd post him and sydney and it was like a big f you like it's just me and her and she's the only thing that's important to me and she's the only thing that matters i get a new puppy because i guess i was feeling maternal and i just need something to love that's mine and and did it help I, yes and thank god i love that dog he i don't know what i would do without him he was meant to be there because i can't even tell you how many times he sat there in my lap as i bawled my eyes out handful of shady incidents with Ben and Amber confirmed everything I had suspected and I was so angry that Amber was falling for his lies. He must obviously be telling her horrible things about me. I had researched Amber previously and I knew that she was a smart educated woman but I knew that that didn't matter. Ben had done the exact same thing to me and it took me five years to end things. How can I blame this woman after only months of being with a talented con artist? I felt helpless. I take your word at face value. I don't even suspect ever that someone's lying to my face, especially the person I'm going to marry. Like you fantasize of what this amazing person is going to be like that you're yeah. going to marry and never in a million ever um, would I have suspected no. he was lying so extensively no. No. to me. Unless and you've so, been in a crazy relationship, you would never even yeah. have a thought. Never. It would be unhealthy then, if you had that thought. Yeah. And then not to mention, like when I was listening to Lexi in your podcast and how she's like, that's my mom. Like I'll fight to the death for my mom. And I, I'm the same way. Like, I think we all are like, he's my family now and I will fight. Like if this woman's taking you down and she's ruining you and making your life hell and whatever, like I was ready yeah. to go to bat. Like I fully was on board. Like I just didn't realize I was going to bat for the wrong person. September, almost one full year into our relationship, was monumental in that we had our first real argument. Now, you have to remember, I would always keep my feelings to myself and was scared to rock the boat my entire life. So this was a big moment for me to finally express myself and use my voice for the first time ever. I had recently quit my job at the eye doctor office and started a new one with a local tech company. And one morning, I had gotten up early to let Boogie outside, and when I went to grab my computer to start work, I accidentally grabbed Ben's. It was an honest mistake, and I had zero intention of snooping, but the devil on my shoulder kind of won out. And I decided to open his Facebook account and read a few messages. I nervously skimmed, worried he'd wake up and catch me on his computer. 
and to my surprise, there was an email from a woman who he had previously dated. But what caught my attention was that she was calling him out for ghosting her after he had just bought her a Christmas gift and introduced her to his daughter. Wait, what? I had to go back and reread that message. So he was actively dating someone while courting me. And not only that, he was buying her Christmas gifts while supposedly getting me a ring and preparing to propose. Mind blown. But it gets worse. There was also an email exchange between Ben and his best friend, the same one that he told me had disclosed to him one month after his wedding that Athena had cheated on him. In the email, Ben was profusely apologizing for throwing his friend under the bus. And this was because it was actually Ben who had done the cheating, not Athena, in their relationship, and he had put the blame on the friend as a cover-up. I just couldn't believe what I was reading. He had lied the entire time. When he awoke, I presented him with my findings in a calm way, but that didn't last long. I was absolutely furious, and for hours and hours we argued. Well, more like me crying and sobbing and demanding answers, but nonetheless, he denied everything, or he had an excuse for why he did what he did. And by the end of the discussion, he had worn me down so well that he actually had me believing that I must have gotten confused by what I read. Yep, gaslighting at its finest. It's like my gut just knew, like something's off. So I logged into his Facebook. It just automatically logged in when I typed in Facebook. Oh, and that must have been a great feeling. Like, oh, I'm in. So he's about ready to propose to me, but yet he's having Christmas festivities with some other woman. So I was just like, oh, oh my God. Not to mention he had been on Match.com. While that argument was temporarily resolved, I still had lots of questions about the rape and the situation with his first child, Opal. Now that plans to start trying to have a baby got expedited, it really started sneaking in the magnitude of what happened and how that would play out with our family, now and in the future. Even though he told me the details of what happened, I still couldn't shake my gut feeling. So, I rationalized to myself that if I could just find court records, then I would know without a shadow of a doubt that he was telling the truth. So, I put on my undercover agent hat and called the courts in Portland as soon as I had the chance. And now, your red flag, not so fun fact. Well, 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 we have a classic case of Ben gaslighting me in this episode when I read his Facebook messages. I knew exactly what I read, but he argued with me, called me crazy, and said I misunderstood. And, of course, he wouldn't allow me to go back and reread his messages. Ever experienced being gaslit? It's not a fun situation, but just know that this is a form of manipulation and commonly used by people with personality disorders. You are not crazy. Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. He's like, she's lying. She's absolutely lying to your face. And he's like, I don't know why she's lying to you. I'm like, well, you told me she would admit it. He tells me that it was the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to him in his whole life. Um, and he doesn't want to be a part of this child's life. And then he randomly let it slip that a couple months prior to meeting me, he was trying to get full custody of her. Yeah. And so right. I was struggling with the, this like moral dilemma of like, yeah. of course I'm not supposed to doubt him, but I do. 
And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.